Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011, at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Tanya Holly, director of the film When I Find the Ocean, discussing the film's beautiful creature, Safe Heaven, and talking with Jaheem, one of our new 2013 film critics. So right now we are interviewing Tanya Holly, director of the film When I Find the Ocean. When I Find the Ocean is a true story about a little girl that leaves home with her pet dog and little bunny rabbit to get to the ocean and try to feel closer to her father, who passes away a few years before. This is a true story. And what drew your interest to this storyline? Uh, when I was young, um, I believed that the, the creek behind my grandmother's house would take us to the ocean. And so one day I was working on another film um, and I just had the idea, wrote down the title, and uh, started writing the script. And as I was writing the script, um, I used a lot of my childhood and put into the script, but also I used a lot of the character uh, with my daughter, Lily, who ended up playing the role. Oh, that's so cute. And she's with so, us, too. So uh, she's here on the show with us. Hello. <laughs> Hi. It's very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So I loved this film. I watched it and I thought it was great with all of the cinematography and the writing and the you as the director. So how is it working with Dan Bean, Sarah Biddle, and the rest of the cast? Uh, everybody was fantastic. Lee Majors, uh, Diane Ladd, Graham Greene from Twilight, um, uh, Richard Tyson from Kindergarten Cop, George, the late great George Lindsay, um, uh, Robert Redford's daughter, Amy Redford. Everybody was fabulous. Uh, Lily, um, every, everybody worked together, Bernie Casey, um, and I just really got behind the script when I first sent it out to them. And uh, when they started getting back with me, that's what got everybody involved was, was the script itself. And uh, I love setting it back in the uh, the '60s and and working with uh, the reenactment of the march in Selma and everything that we did there. That was amazing. Uh, 
you know, we, we really enjoyed making this movie. That's good to know that you enjoyed it. <laughs> so were you happy with the overall production? Do you think you could have done better or do you think it was its tops? Oh, well, let's see. I, I don't think anyone is ever um, 100% satisfied. I think we could edit for the rest of our lives. Um, but I, yes, I'm very happy with it. We won several awards, including uh, uh, Kids First in our age, in the age division, which was wonderful. We had a blast out there. Um, but it has been a wonderful adventure and for all of us, I think. And I, I really like the way the film turned out. Uh, we actually shortened it before we released it on DVD. Um, so there's some great other scenes that are not actually in the film that hopefully we'll bring back. Mm, that's, that's cool how it's like you put something out and then it comes back. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you're, you put like your history in film directing and in TV and in film. How did that prepare you? to do this film? Was it different? Was it kind of the same? Were you used to it? Um, I've been in the, working on films for nearly 20 years when I finally broke off and I used to do casting and uh, whatever I could do on a movie because I always wanted to be a producer, director, and I'm a writer first. And so my dream was actually to uh, get into directing. And my first uh, film as a director was a short film called The Mirror. And uh, once I did that, I definitely knew I wanted to direct When I Find the Ocean. Um, and uh, we're working right now, getting ready for our next production, which we're actually in prep as we speak. Um, that's the story of Bonnie and Clyde. And so we're working on that. Uh, we have a kids movie that uh, is coming up uh, later on. Um, where hopefully we'll get started at the beginning of next year called Kudzu Dinosaur. So we're real excited about that. Mm, so you're doing all different things. <laughs> we are. We're across the board um, uh, with our projects. Mm, that's good. It's good how you're working out there. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we will be interviewing Tanya Hawley, director of the film When I Find the Ocean, discussing the film's beautiful creatures and safe ha Haven and talking with Jaheem, one of our new 2013 film critics. So let's continue speaking with Miss Holly. And we were just talking about how her background has helped and how everything has been going and she has been doing some new things in her career. So are there any memorable moments while filming When I Find the Ocean, like when you like did this certain scene or what happened that was very memorable uh specific scenes um uh for when i find the ocean is that was the question i'm sorry my dog just kind of went nuts. <laughs> I <love> that <laughs> uh, we rescue so uh, uh we do a little bit of that as well um uh so the question is about the scene if there's a specific scene that i really uh uh that stands out for me well, like that, and if you had any memorable moments, like while you were on set that no one else knows about. Oh, dear. There's a lot of those. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Animal Planet, uh, uh, a, a series called Animal Movie Magic from the UK, they came out, and um, 
um, did it followed us around because we had a panther and we have the dog and then we have the little rabbit and uh, they followed us around. So there were some really great moments with those guys uh, coming to Alabama and following us through uh, the woods and, and getting on the water and stuff. So that there's some fun stuff that happened there. Um, uh, especially when we had a lightning storm uh, one day and, and uh, with the dog and the rabbit and Lily. That, Lily would probably love to tell you this story about that, but we had, we had some real fun uh, dealing with a lightning storm in the middle of the woods with the dog and the rabbit. Oh, um, that's, that's <laughs> nice. And Lily knows, uh, in fact, the animal trainers, when Lily jumped, when the, the thunder popped, <laughs> uh, it was, it, it, uh, she wasn't supposed to move but it was a scary pop of thunder, and when she jumps, it makes the... The animals jump. The animals jumped with her, so... Uh, it's like a that, reaction. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we had to... We actually had to pause and um, um, come back because the dog kind of got shaken up because he saw how nervous it made Lily. So he kind of played off of Lily as well. Um so that was some fun stuff, and working on the water. Uh, you know, that's one thing they tell you as a director, and is working with um, working with kids, which we had kids in our film, and working with animals, and working with food, and working with water. We did all of those, all the tough things for my first feature <laughs> as a director. It's like, um, yeah, we're gonna go tough. <laughs> So, Lily, how was it for you to be in the film and to be such a brave person to deal with? Animals. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like I just wanted to do the best I possibly could, and I just listened well and followed instructions, you know, the best way that I could. And um, you had to train it, a long time. I had yeah. to train for a long time with the animals. I had to learn the commands and everything. Um, I did boat training um, to learn and get used to using boats and everything like that but I mean overall it was a lot of fun that's nice how you how well actually how was it to work with your mother as a director and as the writer was it like a good bonding time it was definitely a good bond um we I definitely but we wanted to keep it you know a business relationship as well (laughs) so it's like you can't spoil her yeah exactly (laughs) I had no special treatment I worked really hard for the role. I mean, a lot of people would be like, oh, you know, that that was your mother. Were you casted easily? And I was like, no. I fought for the role. I learned the script within three days, and I was like, oh, let me just, you know, let me just show you. I know I know the lines, and um, <laughs> you can tell them kind of how. Yeah, she, yeah, I was actually going to do a nationwide search for the role of Lily, and uh, my line producer had, had come into town to do some scouting and we were doing some promo shots and Lily was uh, standing in uh, for those shots and he looked at me and goes, why are you looking anywhere else? And I said, maybe I just needed a push because I really wanted Lily to do the role and she wanted it badly and uh, it was perfect. It worked out great. But I'm glad I did it because ever since then I've been acting. So that kind of sparked my love for it. Oh, that's nice how you worked with your mother and then that resulted in a love for acting or a love for being in films well thank (laughs) thank you so much 
Miss Holly and Lily for allowing us the opportunity to interview you today. I really like this 2006 film and to all our listeners out there, When I Find the Ocean is rated PG and it's available now on DVD at Walmart. That's really big for them. So please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beton, and I'm from Kids First Coming Attractions and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Remember Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobiton. And I'm your other co-host, Raven Devaney. And today, we will be interviewing Tanya Holly, director of the film When I Find the Ocean, discussing the film's beautiful creature and safe haven, and talking with Jaheem, one of our new 2013 film critics. So right now, we are talking about beautiful creatures, and today, we have with us... Raven Devaney. <laughs> hello, so, Brianna. <laughs> hello. How are you today? I'm pretty w- good. How are you? Pretty well. I'm, I'm good. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the proper term for that is, but I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very well, too. Yeah, we're awesome. <laughs> I have not, unfortunately, seen the film Beautiful Creatures. So can you tell me what this film is all about? Yes, I can. Um... So pretty much it's about 
a girl, and her name is Lena Duquesne, and she has a very mysterious family. She is very um, odd, I would say, and there's this boy named um, Ethan Waite, or White, I don't know how you pronounce it, but he lives in this really small town, um, the same town that Lena lives in, and he really just wants to get out of town, like that's all he wanted to do his whole life, he's tired of being stuck with the same people all the time, and he meets Lena, or Lena, and his life completely turns around, and pretty much he finds out that Lena is a caster, also known as a wizard and a witch, um, but they prefer to be called casters, and he finds out that when she turns 16, which is happening in just a couple months, that her powers will be chosen for the dark or the light. And pretty much if she goes dark, they won't be able to be together, but he doesn't know if she'll have the power to go light. And it's all suspenseful and amazing, and it's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I've never really heard that type of plot, but that's amazing. <laughs> so do you have a favorite scene in this wonderful film that you speak of? In this, yes, I do have a favorite scene in this wonderful film that I speak of. Um, well, not necessarily a favorite scene, but a bunch of favorite scenes around like the same person. Um, the character Link, played by um, Thomas Mann, and he is um, Ethan's like best friend. He's so funny, and I I love all of the scenes that he's in because he's not in a lot of scenes, but the scenes that he is in doesn't it always seem to work yeah. out that way? <laughs> That's like how it always is. He's so hilarious though, and I really like Thomas Mann. He's recently been in a lot of like like he's played a lot of really small parts in um, a bunch of big films that have recently come out. Um, he was in Hansel and Gretel, which I recently saw and it was like fantastic. Like his part was really funny so he's just great because he always plays characters that have a way of being like really serious but they make you laugh like at the most <laughs> awkward time so it's it, he was awesome it's like trying to be serious just <laughs> saying something hilarious yeah like it's just so funny like he'll be in such an awkward situation and he'll say something and the whole audience will laugh and you'll be <laughs> like oh that lightened the mood so much <laughs> Because I needed that. Yes. Um, who's your favorite person and why? I think I know what you're about to say, but I will ask it. Okay. Well, I have two. Um, Link, obviously, I really like him because Thomas Mann is pretty funny. And, um, yeah, like I said, he's he always finds a way of making me laugh, I guess. And um, another character that I like was uh, Ridley Duquesne, and she was played by... Um, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. It's Emmy, like, Rossum, I think it is. And she plays um, Ridley Duquesne, who is Lena Duquesne's cousin. And Ridley, um, she's, like, not that much older than Lena, and she recently went dark. On her 16th birthday, she became a dark caster. And she's, like, an evil character, but she is so, like feisty and so edgy and she has a way of just like doing whatever she wants whenever she wants to whoever she wants and it brings sort of like a bit of edge but also comedy to the movie at the same time and I really like her character oh so it's kind of like yeah I do whatever I want 
Well, yeah, she's awesome. The very first scene you see her, she's driving into town in this like bright red convertible and she's like speeding so much and she's like wearing like these fancy glasses and fancy clothes and she just like pulls up and I don't want to ruin it because it's a pretty like interesting (laughs) scene, but it's like fantastic. She just does whatever she wants. (laughs) It's like, I would tell you, but I can't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope. Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. And today, we will be interviewing Tonya Hawley, the director of the film When I Find the Ocean, discussing the film's beautiful creatures and safe haven, and talking with Jayhem, one of our new 2013 film critics. So right now, let's continue to talk with the Raven. And we were just talking about her favorite character and scenes that we cannot discuss because we just can't um this <laughs> film is rated if we pg told th- you about it we would have to kill you <laughs> yes i have to kill you <laughs> this film is rated pg-13 do you think that this is rated right or do you think that it's totally out of whack it is not totally out of whack <laughs> although i like the way you put that it was totally oh, yeah out of whack. um no i think pg-13 is a perfect age because I, th- I mean, it's definitely geared towards teenagers. I think ages 13 to 18 is like the total target audience um, because under 13, I mean, it is a bit of a romance movie and they might be like, ew, kissing. But I mean, <laughs> there's not really, I mean, there's a little bit of language, but not that much. Um, and it's not like super sexual or anything, but I do think it's a bit mature for younger audiences. Um, but something that's really good about this movie is I think adults will really enjoy it as well. Yeah, I could just see my friend right now. Oh, they have cooties. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's what my times. brother does whenever he sees a movie like that. He'll just, like, look at me with, like, this really disgusted <laughs> face. And then he gets, like, this awkward little smirk and just, like, puts his head in his hands. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Why? <it's> okay. <laughs> so how is the cinematography in this film? Absolutely amazing. Um, this film was so, like, aesthetically pleasing and so beautiful and I thought um, one thing that I really really liked about the visuals was the costumes and the sets of the casters because they have this thing where all of the casters like get together for a family dinner and they're dressed so fantastically. Um, Did you see the Hunger Games? Yes of course I What's that that weird lady that always has like different colored hair? Yeah Um, okay everyone dresses like her (laughs) <laughs> at like the dinner it's like fantastic and I'm like oh gosh I love I love you all beautiful creatures slash hunger games <laughs> yes kind of kind of um uh. but and and something that I was like really excited about with this movie well I was excited about it after I saw this movie because I honestly wasn't expecting this movie to be good at all but honestly it was amazing like there were so many hidden messages and morals and it was like so deep when I got, I cried so much in this movie and I laughed and like, oh, I was like, oh, why can't I like be in love like Lena and Ethan? <laughs> um, but something that worried me, like I was reading a magazine and they compared this movie to Twilight and I was like, <gasps> no, God, no. And then I saw it and I was like, what? That like brings this movie to shame if they compare it to Twilight because it was yes, amazing. Totally. Yeah. I-, I sympathize with you, sister. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, what genre do you think this film is? Um, gosh, I would probably, I would probably say romance, um, thriller, 
not actually thriller, romance, sort of suspense, kind of, and magic and sci-fi. It's like, you know, those three things mixed together and you get out a word like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that. <laughs> that thing, that, that category. <laughs> so, what, so would you watch it again? I think I know the answer, but would you watch it again? Yes, I would. For sure. I think, I think if I saw this, I would watch it again, too. Yeah. So how many stars do you give this film and why? I would give it five out of five stars because it definitely topped my expectations. And um, it is sort of like a teen romance movie, but it's not just another teen romance movie. I think it's very original and it has a very touching, heartwarming message. Um, well, lots of messages, but I just I think this movie was fantastic. It, it couldn't have been any better. Speaking of messages, <laughs> what message did you find that was the most, like, I guess not, I wouldn't say obvious, but I guess I'll use that for lack of better wording. Okay. Um, well, I mean, th- like I said, there were so many messages, but the message that stood out for me the most was the fact that there isn't just good and bad in this world. Um, and Lena says this at the end of the movie. She's like, there's, there's not just good and evil. There's a combination of both. And a good world is a combination of good and evil. It's not just good and just evil. So I think that's definitely the message. Yeah, it's like after you watch it, it's like, I get that now. Yes. <laughs> a little deep emotional thing. <laughs> yeah. So if you were writing or directing this film, would you add or take anything away or would you change it in any type of way? Um, I would change one thing and not necessarily about the directing or editing or visuals, but a tiny tweak about the script. There's one scene that's like really cool visually. All of the casters are having a dinner for sort of like the start of Lena's birthday. It's like a week until her birthday. So everyone's coming into town and they're having a family dinner. And Ridley ends up showing up. And so Lena and Ridley are like having a standoff. And it was so cool to look at because the room was spinning and it was all crazy. But the dialogue was so cheesy just in that one part. I was like, no, it could have been such an awesome scene if you would have like changed the dialogue a tiny bit just in that part. So I would change that. Well, at least it's not like this whole cinematography thing. Yeah. Well, Raven, thank you so much for telling us all about Beautiful Creatures. It seems like it's really cool, and I can't wait to see it. It's in theaters on February 14th. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Brianna hope And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And we are from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, 
sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. And welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Eton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And today, we will be interviewing Tonya Holly, director of the film When I Find the Ocean, discussing the film's beautiful creature and safe haven, and talking with Jaheem, one of our new 2013 film critics. So right now, we are talking with Jaheem, and we have with us Jaheem, just to emphasize his name because he's new, and we and he is a new film critic. And so, Jaheem, tell us a little bit about yourself, like what you like to do, where you come from. Well, I am from Boston, Massachusetts. I just moved to California about two years ago, and I love singing. I love goofing off. I'm a total geek, and um, well, one thing I really love is roller coasters, and I act too. And, yeah, like swimming and stuff. I'm not too much of a sports person, but, like, swimming and dancing, I'll do stuff like that. <laughs> and what's your favorite aspect of film? Well, my favorite aspect of film is comedy. Like comedy? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think oh. I like comedy, too, because I love to laugh. So me and you definitely have too. that in common. <laughs> like, school, I'll just be laughing for no reason. They'll be like, why are you laughing? I'm like, I don't know. You're like, I saw that movie. <laughs> Didn't you see that movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, well, never mind. <laughs> so what film did you review for the competition? I did Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Roger Gruels. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. What did you think really of that cool. movie? I think it was really funny. Like, I I thought that was a really good one. Like, between the second one and the third one, I think that was definitely one of the best. Because at the end, when the mom was all dancing around the stage in the middle of Roger's performance, that was pretty funny to me. Because <laughs> that reminded me of my mom. My mom is totally like that. She would, like, come in my room out of nowhere and start dancing like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like flashback. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... 
what? How old are you? I am I eleven. Oh, when's your birthday? October thirtieth. Oh, you're so close to me. Yeah, mine. <laughs> yeah, mine thing. <laughs> yeah, mine thing. We'll have to celebrate your guys' birthdays together. <laughs> totally. Yep. Um. So. What do you think is something that you're really looking forward to about becoming a Kids First film critic? Well, I love watching movies and like I watch all kinds of I mean I I do mostly comedies and musicals and stuff and sometimes I watch like I like drama as long as it has a good storyline and I'm not too much of an action fan, but if the action is a little funny, like something like the, um, I forgot the name of the movie, something like Expend, Expend, Expendables. Yeah, Expendables. Mm -hmm. I watched that with my dad and I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this, but there were some pretty funny scenes. So yeah, I like movies like that. Like the other guys, the other guys is like mostly a comedy, but there's some action in it. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like a mix. Yay. So, are you ready for this exciting year? Because when I became a film critic, I was all like, whoa, this is going to be amazing. And it turned out to be more than amazing. So, it turned out to be like, amazing zing. Yeah, amazing zing. <laughs> this feels so awesome. Like, seriously, I can't believe it. I, I love watching movies, so that's really cool for me. And just getting to go around to the movie pr- premieres and stuff and, like, movies and then telling my opinion on the movies, I think that's really awesome. And I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely an awesome experience, and we're super gl- happy to have you with us. Um, so, is there any like questions you have, or anything you might want help with if you ever get nervous before an interview? What should you do if you get nervous before an interview? Well, um, well, my personal opinion is, I get nervous all the time before I do interviews, especially for my first interview. I was freaking out. But um, the best thing you can do is just smile and be like, okay, this is just a normal person. Pretend like you're talking to your friends, um, except, you know, be a little bit, like, more professional. But, (laughs) you know, just like, you know, they're just people. And um, most of the time you'll find that celebrities are really, really nice. Like, celebrities aren't, like, these super scary people. But just smile because if you smile, they'll relax and then you'll see that they're relaxed and then you'll relax. So no matter what you do, just smile and have fun. Okay. Yeah, that's just fake it till you make it. <laughs> Thanks. Well, you're listening well, to not, Voice I'm, America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you are listening to the Voice America Kids Network. And today, we will be interviewing Tonya Holly, director of the film When I Find the Ocean, discussing the film's beautiful creatures and safe haven, and talking with Jaheem, one of our new 2013 film critics. So right now, let's continue talking with Jaheem. And we are with Jaheem and Raven. And we were just talking about how how to deal with nervousness. And Raven suggested just to smile. They will... They will calm down, you will calm down, and it'll just be amazing. So I think that for interviewing and to be interviewed or for anything that you're nervous, like it goes with all your life. I think that not just to fake it till you make it, but um, I think that you should just take a deep breath and like Raven said, they're people. I hate when people are just like, oh my gosh, it's him. And they like, they're close to like passing out. I hate when yeah. people do that because I'm just like, they're regular people. So I mean, sure, down. they've been on TV yeah. a couple, a couple times, but you know, just they're don't people. pass out. Yeah. <laughs> no reason to pass out. 
So, Raven, do you have anything to say to Jaheem, like your favorite experience or the one thing that you got out of this? Well, I can't say one thing that I've got out of this because <laughs> it's been so many things. Um, I've been with Kids First for a couple years now, and um, I've learned so much. And, Jaheem, you will learn so much. And definitely, this will just help your skills all around, whether or not you become a film critic when you get older. It's just so fun to get to express your opinions about movies. And even when you're not reviewing films, like, I'll find myself watching a TV show. And when I'm done, I'm like, oh, that part was bad, or that part was good, and the cinematography in this part was good. Like, I can never just watch TV now anymore. So it's such an amazing experience it's like when you like before you become a film critic it's like you watch films and you're just like oh that was good i like the acting and then that's all you think about it but then after you've been in it for like i guess i guess you could say a month or two months it's like when you watch movies or tv shows or whatever you like to watch it's you like break it down it's like oh the cinematography good and then like i like the message and then the acting and then you break it down so when you're talking to people and they're like why are you breaking it down so much or why are you talking so much about the film it's like well it's what i do so get get ready for that well, and also, like, all of my friends, they'll always come up to me and they'll be like, you saw that movie, right? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, okay, should I see it? Like, tell me about it. I'm like, okay, here you go. Here's here's yeah. the deal. Yeah, some people do that. They, they say they will do that. Like, your friends or something, they'll be like, hey, have you seen this? Um, and I'll be like, yeah. And then they'll be like, okay, I'll give you five minutes to tell me everything you know about it, except the yeah. end. So it's, yeah, it's really, it's a really fun experience. So, Jaheem, what are you looking forward to the most? Like, are you looking forward to being on the radio show or the red carpets or the premieres? Um, I like, well, watching movies and going to the premieres. And I'm sorry about that loud noise. That was my mom's computer. I don't know what that was, but there was just this loud noise when my mom runs out the room. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the premieres and seeing all these cool movies. And, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Like when I, I think when I saw my first pre-screening, um, I watched it and I was all like, "Oh my gosh, I'm seeing it like a few days before everyone else. I feel so special." And you get that feeling. It's just like I'm so special. And um, when you see the movie, and I think sometimes you will see other film critics. They won't. A lot of the times, it's not a kid film critic. So it's like you are basically most of the time the only one that is a kid first film critic or a kid film critic so yeah it's awesome um i since i go to like all of the denver well not all of them but a a majority of like the denver screenings i've like made friends with some of the older film critics there that like go regularly and we always like sit together and we're always (laughs) like oh so what did you think of that movie and we like compare notes so it's super fun. And also getting to brag to your friend, like, huh, yeah. I got to see that movie and you have to wait till Friday in your face. It's yeah. Fun. I've, I've come to know who my real friends are. Like, I think it was like one of them. And she was like, oh, I hate you. You get to see this. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. Like, I was like, just well, like. Maybe if you were nicer, I would take you. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm maybe. not going to. <laughs> so thank you, Jaheem, for telling us all about yourself. And thank you, Raven, for helping me interview him. Get ready for an exciting year, Jaheem, and welcome to Kids First. Let's take a break. (laughs) Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Eton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. 
and Kids First Coming Attractions. We are from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Remember Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice of America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And today, we will be interviewing Tonya Hawley, director of the film When I Find the Ocean, discussing the film's beautiful creatures and safe haven, and talking with Jaheem, one of our new 2013 film critics. Right now, I am interviewing Raven about safe haven. So... How are you, Raven? Because, you know, a lot can change in like 10, 15 minutes. I was just going to say that. So much has changed. I feel like I haven't spoken with you in years. Um, I'm good. How about you? Very well. Thank you for asking. Mm -hmm. So can you please tell me a little bit about Safe Haven? Because I have not seen this, sadly. Yes. um, I saw it yesterday, actually. So it's very fresh in my mind. So pretty much Safe Haven is about a um, young girl... Well, she's not that young. She's, like, in her early, late 20s, kind of. Um, she is in a very difficult relationship, and she leaves. She just leaves town. She's like, I need a fresh start. So she ends up in this very, very small town um, called Southport, and it's in 
North or South Carolina? I can't remember. It's in one of the Carolinas. Anyway, um, she meets this man and she falls in love with him and she ends up just opening up to him and trusting him but her past comes back to haunt her and pretty much she just has to deal with facing her you know dark past and it's a very good movie uh, so it's like oh everything's going to be fine and then boom something happens that it's not fine yeah. Everybody, I've, I've noticed sort of a theme with movies now. They're like mixing genres. Like this is, um, let are. me look at the genre right now. It is, <laughs> it's, it's very funny the way they put it. It's romance thriller. Oh. So like, wow. I mean, you know, I've thriller. never heard of like a romance thriller before or like a zombie comedy See? like they had. So, you know, or like a zombromance, a zombie romance. So they're mixing things I've noticed. <laughs> Well, it's good because sometimes people can't grasp things, so they just, you know, make up their own. Yes. And no one's complaining. So <laughs> so what do you think about the performance of the actors? Were they good? Were they bad? Um, I'd say fairly good, fairly convincible. It, or, um, it, I mean, it wasn't the greatest performance that I've ever seen, um, especially Julianne Hough is in this movie, and I love her. And I, I just feel like some parts of this movie could have been a little bit more convincing acting-wise, but otherwise, I think it was a pretty solid film. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Andrea, she goes like, I'm sad. Tear. I'm just like, that was great acting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you like the background music? Or was it kind of just background music? Um, I actually liked it. Um, it was directed by um, Lassie Hallstrom. And he directed one of my favorite movies of all time, which is What's Eating Gilbert Grape. And I actually noticed a lot of similarity between the music. It was uh, just very, I don't know, just very soft and peaceful and quiet. Because if you see the town, um, the town of Southport, it's very, you know, soft and quiet. And yeah, there's quiet. a very small population. So I thought the background music um, suited it very nicely. And you could definitely tell when something was going to happen because that, like, suspenseful music mm -hmm. came about. But I, I thought it suited the movie very well. Yeah, I've watched films before, and I'm just like, oh, there goes that music again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, oh, come on. Mm -hmm. So so who do you think this film appeals to most? Like, what was the age range you gave it? Gosh, I'm, I'm not sure. Because I'd say, I mean, it's rated PG-13, so definitely no younger than 13. Because there is a bit of, like, abuse in it um, and violence. And it might be, like, confusing for younger kids. Like, wait, what, what's going on? What? Yeah. So um, I'd say 13 and up. But it's definitely, like, a teen movie, I'd say. It's not. I mean, I'm sure the adults that were in the theater enjoyed it. But it, it's definitely, it seems more like yeah. a teen movie. So, like, the rating PG-13 definitely just suited, like, yeah. this movie? Okay. Yeah. So this mix... Is this a mix of genres that we just discovered, or um, is it just, like, like connecting? Like, what I'm trying to say is, what genre do you think this film is? Definitely a romance thriller. Oh, the yeah. rose, th yeah, that a word. Th a th romance, a romance. Romance, yep, yes. that's, yep. <laughs> we need to start, like, trademarking these, totally. these genres. <laughs> We'd make so much money. <laughs> Have a book. Yeah. Of my mixed up words in our genres. Yes. 
Let's so do can it. <laughs> totally can we can, can you relate to anything or anyone in this film or is it kind of just one of those yeah it was a good film but i can't really relate to anything i can't really relate to anyone in this movie um because um katie played by julianne huff she's the one who like runs away and stuff uh i'm not really in an abusive relationship and i haven't run away so no and I don't really think I would relate to her personality either like she's very small and timid and I'm all like out there you're definitely not that yeah (laughs) no I'm very I'm very shy and timid and also um the other main character her um her like counterpart um Alex played by Josh Duhamel or yeah Duhamel (laughs) um and he's he was really good, but I don't really think I relate to him because, you know, I don't have two kids and my wife hasn't died and, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah, just type that type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you are listening to the Voice America Kids Network. And today, we will be interviewing Tonya Hawley, directed, director of the film When I Find the Ocean, discussing the film's beautiful creatures and safe haven, and talking with Jaheen, one of our new 2013 film critics. So let's continue speaking with Raven about safe haven. And we were just talking about how it, she can't really, like, we can't really relate to anything. So do you think other people can relate to this thing, like, to this a film, like, people with two kids or people that are shy and timid? Um, I think, I mean, I, I don't know. Probably, um, but I think something that could be relatable for certain people is just wanting a fresh start, and um, that's pretty much what Kate. The reason why Katie, you know, leaves town, she, you know, finds this town and this little tiny city on the coast, and she's like, "Hey, looks like a fresh start." And so I think some people could relate to that, just wanting to start over. See, well, at least it can be related to some things. Yes, <laughs> I hate films that like. They have, like, you cannot relate to anything. Like, absolutely nothing. It's just like, I have no idea what your pain is, so... Yeah. Yeah. So, did you find any messages in this film, or was there a big message? Um... Gosh, I mean, it's hard, again, because there wasn't really a specific message that I think everyone can use in their daily life. You know, it wasn't like a Mm. sort of... Eat your veggies. (laughs) Yeah, eat your vegetables and go to school. No, it was... I mean, I think... If there is a message, it's sort of like stand up for yourself and don't be afraid to ask others for help because that's sort of what Katie does. Like, she really doesn't want to hurt Alex because she's in love with him. So she's like, I should just leave so that he doesn't like find out who I really am. But then he's like, hey, no, like you can trust me. Like, I'm going to take care of you. And her life ended up being a lot better because she was strong enough to ask for help. Oh, I'm your bro. You can trust me. <laughs> yeah, I'm your bro. No, it was more like, I love you. Stay with me, I love you. There was a lot of tears <laughs> and whatnot. Uh, so if you were writing or directing this film, would you take or add anything away from it? Or is it just fine how it is? 
it's not just fine how it is. I was actually, okay, I didn't think, just like Beautiful Creatures, I did not think this was going to be a good movie because I didn't actually know that it, there was, like, any thrill to it. I was like, oh, another chick flick about people that fall in love. Like, <laughs> you know, like I mean, I'm a girl, but that's not really my style, you know? I'm more into, that's like, not my thing. Yeah, I'm more into, like, the horror genre. And then I was like, okay, this isn't a horror film, but there's thrill to it. So that was exciting. And I was totally sold on this movie. I was like, yay, this is a really good movie until the end. I was so mad at the end. I literally, I was like talking to my mom when I got out of the theater. I was like, no, I'm so mad because (laughs) there was a really big plot twist in the middle, which I'm not going to give away, obviously, because it was a big plot twist. Obviously. But then at the very end of the movie, they threw in another plot twist that ruined it for me. It went from being something that was actually realistic and that's something that could totally happen to being something that was just dumb. Never happened. Yeah. so mad i was like this movie would be perfect if they would have left out one tiny little thing at the end i was so angry and and you guys will find out katie (laughs) i'm not going to spoil it but i will just tell you sort of i don't know katie finds out who someone is at the very end of the movie like the very very end and it's so dumb it's just it's not (sighs) i'm so mad so i would change that yeah like what would you change it to just to just how it was going yeah like she it's so hard to explain because i don't want to give it away at all but pretty much katie finds out that someone who she thought was someone else and it could have just been she found out that someone else was just the same person i don't know it was just i wish you they would have just left it alone frustrating moments yeah they turned it from being something that was totally realistic to like oh my gosh was anything real? Like, not, not exactly. <laughs> I'm asking. Like, still, like, it was just, ugh, I was so bothered. <laughs> so, really quick, how many stars do you give this film? I would say four out of five, only because the ending ruined it for me. <laughs> it's like, you guys just fought for the ending. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much, Raven, for talking with us about Safe Haven. It's My rated PG-13. <laughs> It's rated PG-13 and in theaters on Valentine's Day, February 14th. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases. And to learn how you can become a Kids First film critic, go to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm your co-host, Brianna hope And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to The Voice America Kids you again for tuning in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel now you know what to see and speaking of see we'll see you again next week we'll